I've been preoccupied of late with uh, questions of morality. Of right and wrong, good and evil. Sometimes the delineation between the two is a sharp line. Sometimes it's a blur. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of March 6, 2022. This is episode 167. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. So the survey only went out on Twitter. I apologize. Thought I put it on Facebook, but I forgot. Did you see The Greatest Showman? And if so, what did you think of it? Choices were yes with a thumbs up, yes with a thumbs down, no but I want to, or no, not interested. The results, 0% said no but want to. And I suggest to those, you should go see it. People that didn't, didn't vote there. Others who said no and not interested. That was 16%. 16% of people responded know that they're not interested. Maybe you're not the musical type. It's, I'm not saying it's the perfect movie for everybody. 17% said yes with a thumbs down. Be interested to hear what you didn't like about it. Maybe it wasn't your type of music. Again, I'm not saying it's the movie for everybody. But thankfully, thankfully, and I agree with these people, 67% of you said yes with a thumbs up. Awesome. 67%. That's a good number. I would agree to that. Make sure, keep checking Twitter, Facebook for the polls. Put them out over the weekend, usually on Sundays. And uh, yeah, love to hear the responses there. And now we'll be back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Hello there, Disney Marvel's podcast friends. This is Anthony King, host of the new podcast, Force Ghost Conversations. Each week, this show will be your home for cozy, deep dive discussions into all things Star Wars. We will break down the latest news, announcements, movies, TV shows, comics, books, and everything else in a galaxy far, far away. We can be found on every major podcast listening site, and you can also join the conversation with us via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Force Ghost Conversations. We look forward to having you join us around the campfire then for some Force Ghost Conversations, and may the Force be with you. And now, on with the show. Just recently, a lot of information has come out regarding Disney Plus and certain shows that are going to its certain regulations that will be changing, certain dollar figures that will be changing. Besides that, we also have a multiverse of madness consuming us that we would like to talk about. And by we, I am talking about no other than, well, let's just say, some say he is a superhero at night. Some say an Egyptian god is his best friend. All we know is that he's our good friend, Isaac, who has come to join us and grace us with his ever-presence of knowledge. Hello, Isaac. Welcome for joining us. 
Hey, um, I don't think I have Egyptian god powers yet. Uh, I don't think I have any kind of powers at the moment, though. But I, I am happy back to be on your podcast, Matt. Man, thank you for having me again, dude. <laughs> Appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure. Always. Yes, thank you, thank you. So, yeah. Um, originally we were just going to be talking about Doctor Strange, and then you know, also we we have uh, Moon Knight looming. You know, a few weeks away at this point, just mm-hmm. a couple weeks. Then Disney decided to drop kind of a, I, I think, a bombshell on some new programming. Well, not new programming per se, as in this stuff was, this, these are older shows uh, made several years ago, but new programming to their streaming services and ones that were guaranteed to go to Hulu until they didn't. Uh, so th- th- I thought this was, I thought this was interesting. You thought this was interesting. So we, we definitely wanted to, to discuss this. And, um, those being, that being said, so Disney had a partnership with Netflix before they had Disney plus, uh, what was this 10 years ago now? Yeah, about uh, you. You you're looking at probably ten years now up to this point. Yes, yeah, since uh, yeah. the first show dropped. So you you had the Daredevil series that did very well. Going <laughs> off to Jessica Jones that did very well. Luke Cage that did very well. Then came Iron Fist. Then Defenders that did very well. And uh, they didn't do a Punisher one. No, he just kept on showing up all over the place. No, they did a Punisher. They did a punch. Okay. And oh, a punch. seasons That's one right. and two. Yep. And yeah, then Defenders. So Netflix retained the rights to that for a while. However, Disney Plus uh, started its formation. Obviously, Disney and Netflix broke ties. They stopped producing those shows. Those shows were created by Marvel's television studios, not to be confused with Marvel Studios. That makes the movies. So, where did that leave that? Obviously, these were Netflix-created shows. Netflix retained the rights to stream these shows for a given period of time. February 28th. February 28th, the rights were relinquished. Uh, Netflix gave up the rights for streaming those shows. I am quite upset because my icon on Netflix was Daredevil. And March 1st, my icon was gone, and I had to pick a new one. I was torn between Optimus Prime or Sean the Sheep. I went with Optimus Prime. Uh, in case of anyone was interested. <laughs> <laughs> so Disney now required these rights. And the question was going to be, where are these shows going? They they were more of a mature nature between um, the graphicness of the violence, the adult, some of the adult content that would... Wasn't literally wasn't a Game of Thrones level type of stuff, but you know it it was more of a mature audience. It wasn't something that you'd find on your normal, normal everyday uh, television network. And um, the language too, uh, it was quite heavy. So most of uh, at least uh, me, and uh, I'm not going to speak for you, but I thought these were going to Hulu. And we'll see them maybe in a month or two. What did you think? You know, when when I heard when I first kind of 
and it kind of popped up on my uh, on my Facebook timeline that uh, the big announce a very surprising announcement, like you said, that these uh, that these Netflix shows were going to go on to Disney Plus starting March sixteenth. Um, really, kind of just it kind of shows a very interesting shift in now Disney Plus. Now willing to say that we are comfortable in showing a little bit more mature content because even for a while, uh, even even without these shows, Marvel for their kind of their their next phase, the current phase we're on, which is phase four, has started to head more into a lot more mature adult themes. You notice that the scripts have gotten a little bit more mature they haven't been they've, they've been a little bit more grounded they haven't been a little bit more lighthearted. um the language has been uh, you know there's you, you're starting to see a little bit more colorful language um you're starting to see even more adult themes uh like again uh, one of the great examples of uh, when i think of falcon and the winter soldier where there was a lot of adult language there was a lot of a language being used in that show um if you think yeah. about movies like the internals where now they were showing a lot of adult themes and adult um, expression, adult content. a lot more adult content. In, in the, the romance scene on the beach. Beach, yes. So I have to say, so, as much as that got credit, it's not the first time, because you go back into the original Iron Man, you had a similar scene, which was actually more, instead of romantic, it was comedic. more for, for for comedic purposes, yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah but like, uh, but I, I felt like with this felt like a, it, it felt more again because it felt more romantic, more more mature, more, yeah. more mature a lot more intimate. This is why people are saying that now the, um, you know, uh, they were heading into that theme. So to to kind of see that now you're making these shows, um. Now coming onto Netflix, and now the fact that Disney is starting to roll out the parental guidelines along with it, really now it, it to me it's it's a big surprise, like you said, because I thought these shows would maybe head onto Hulu or head onto uh, FX. I know they had two of their other um, main um, websites that they could have put these on, but it seems like Kevin Feige, as well as Disney, is comfortable. Of really unifying the MCU under one big umbrella, and uh, yeah, I, I have to admit it's shocked. It also, it also kind of opens the door for other mature content, which means that um, the concerns like we had about Deadpool three, saying maybe they're not going to head into the, maybe they may be, they may, and they still might do PG thirteen because. Even then, I thought that you know Disney, you know Disney's strongest marketing campaign was being PG thirteen, was being PG thirteen, and you couldn't deny them because it was making so much money for them. Look at the bra- look at the records they broke. So for mm-hmm. them to quietly start heading into a more mature realm with Marvel, it's going to be quite interesting. In my eyes, yeah, I mean, everyone keeps on saying. Uh, Disney PG thirteen that's where they they sit, and that's not always the case, but that's the case that pops up in most people's minds. They they have tried to push that boundary. Um, yeah, they 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 have back whenever there was still only there was G and PG, 
they did do PG movies, so they they will push that boundary at times when they feel it's right or or when they they want to. Feige's the one really navigating the ship here, and not that I know Chapek, you know I, I I've never met the guy. I don't I don't know how he operates from my viewpoint of how he operates. If he sees the dollar signs, he, you know he that's that's what you know the. You know he's the black and white guy, so he looks at the charts. If the charts show that it's the numbers, a success, the numbers guy, <laughs> yeah, that's really that's what he is. He is a numbers guy. He comes from sales. He he's yeah. all about the numbers. So he sees that you know Marvel is breaking it in. So it's going to be okay, Kevin. What do you want to do next? You want to do an R-rated movie? Show me the stats to back it up. Obviously, with Deadpool and Logan, he has the stats to back that up. Yeah. All right. Let, let's let's see what we can do. As long as it's done properly, not making an R movie for an R movie's sake, but making a movie that you could st- the R is justified. Like Deadpool, the R is justified because of the type of character. Logan, the R was justified again because of the type of character and the situations. So, in the, those are two very different type of R-rated movies. Yeah. Um. So you have two very good examples of how Marvel can pull off R-rated movie. Uh. So yeah, they for them to keep pushing these boundaries is not not a surprise. Not in the U.S. So in in. European countries and some of their other territories that they have Disney Plus, this is already in place. Okay. Yeah, this is. They yeah. they already have the age restriction boundaries um and content because they don't have Hulu in those areas. So this stuff is actually on Di- some of these things that are not that here would be on Hulu or on Disney Plus over there. And then you have the the age restriction boundaries. So on March 16th, when you sign into Disney Plus after the update comes overnight you're going to have to set your boundaries what are the limitations per um login per account person uh for you know uh profile mm-hmm. and that you know you're going to be able to say okay these are okay and these are not mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how that works uh yeah and, and to me that's kind of like it's still a gray area because there's certain yeah. things I have no problem with my kids watching Avengers and Age of Ultron, Endgame, Thor. I do have a problem with Iron Man 3, uh, Iron Man 1, because of some of the content in it. You mm-hmm. know, again, the, the one-bedroom scene. Not that it's graphic, but it's not something I, I feel I want my five-year-old to be experiencing just yet. And Iron Man 3, with people just exploding. Yeah. And just kind of the... the the graphic way that they go about that, it is still a little intense, I think, for, you know, knowing, you have to know your child. I don't think my children are ready for that. Mm-hmm. Um, where someone else's kid, that may not be a problem, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Again, and, and it's knowing knowing your children. Um, so how do you set, because that it, Iron Man 3's rating is the same as Endgame's rating. So how can I, you know, set the limits for one and not the other? I don't know if I'll be able to do that, but 
that's something you know figure out in the long run. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you're gonna have to set the the restriction guidelines. So they, if you don't want your kids to watch Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all that, you can do that. If you have a teenage kid and you think it's okay for them to watch it, you can set it that way. So you you should be able to have some sort of freedom or a little more a little more control than what you have now, where it's either a, everything or the children's stuff. You don't really get much of an in between there. I agree. Yeah. Uh, no, and 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 I kind of agree with everything you said in terms of parental guideline thing. Um, you know, Disney has, like you said, just like you mentioned before, um, this is this like you said, it this um, having those shows on Disney Plus in other countries isn't anything brand new because they don't have like what we have here in America with the Hulu and ESPN packages. Um, so that is also very natural for them to have those shows on there. Um, so again, I guess it, it was just now finally, the, uh, I think more of the Western audience was Canada and probably I think South America is now experienced. Now, now those, those Netflix shows are comfortably all under one one actual roof is Disney Plus. I guess where I would say now in terms of an MCU, the way that I'm looking at the MCU thing, now it, it almost now probably because now I feel like they're comfortable of now putting those shows in um like you said, in with the with with shows like like what like Captain, like with with the other Disney Plus shows, it it almost feels like maybe do you feel like they're now to finally taking the step to kind of now bring um kind of bring in those kind of shows more into integrated to the MCU because let's remember um, for people that have not seen Spider Man, clearly Charlie Cox's character, aka played Matt Morda, Daredevil, made his finally his grand appearance in the Spider Man show. Spoiled one line. If you haven't seen this movie, I mean, that's that's on you at this point. But like, uh, but you yes, haven't seen so, the biggest movie since yes, Endgame. That's on you at this point. Which yeah. uh, Charlie Cox made his introduction as Daredevil, and then no, later, no, he made his appearance. I, I, as I, a really good lawyer. It was a very good lawyer. Uh, made it as Matt Murdock in uh, in the Spider-Man film in, in No Way Home, and most importantly, um, Vincent uh, De Niro's character coming back reprising his his character as the kingpin in Hawkeye, which I do also remember him having an interview saying that um, the same kingpin that you saw in Hawkeye is exactly the same kingpin you've seen in Daredevil and the Netflix shows, which now really got me more thinking how more grounded and integra- integrated these shows may be moving forward. Yeah, they, they still haven't really answered the big question officially. No, yeah. they have not. But you uh, feel like they're quietly starting to take those steps now in order to kind of bring them in slowly, little and slowly by that end. Um, yeah, dangling the carrot, but it's not, you know, you don't know is it a real carrot yet or not. Um, so yes, yeah, you got these. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is also coming over to, uh, yes. to Disney+. Plus. That one is not I. That seems like a natural fit. Why wouldn't that be on Disney Plus? I I could see that. 
And I guess we'll probably get more of an answer of where these shows fit in on the grandiose scheme of everything will be depending on how they label them under Disney Plus. Because you think of it now, you have um, the official MCU stuff. So you, you have your movies. And you have the, the the limited series. You have Loki in there. You have WandaVision. And you have What If as canon yes. MCU. But then you have the, uh, what they called legacy shows or the, the more or less non-MCU stuff. So your X-Men movies, your Fantastic Four movies, you have those under their own little yeah category where are these shows going to be placed and i think that will determine more of are you know that that will answer this question hopefully yeah. more are they part of the mcu are they not are they somewhere in the middle um well here, here's the thing now because now that we're now uh marvel and disney is exploring the multiverse this is kind of their way of saying that now everything is connected. Like, honestly, like, because, um, you know, um, from what we hear in, in the multitude of madness, um, it's probably no shock that everybody knows that Patrick Stewart uh, is that voice. Everybody knows that Patrick Wait, no, Stewart. No, that not everyone knows that. Patrick what? Stewart doesn't know it. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Stewart doesn't know it. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of people that yeah. sound like me. Yeah, or who tried to, <laughs> Patrick Stewart sounds like There's you. been a lot of people trying to okay. sound like me. Well, that, that, well, they, they, well, because everybody knows um, in, in the trailer that um, everybody knows if whoever is playing Patrick Stewart was also the person who played Professor X in um, in the X Men. So, um, and IMDb even has them listed in there. Now, yeah. And and to just but, we don't, give, but we don't know. Maybe we we all we're, we're all assuming that is Professor Xavier, but we don't know exactly yet until that that access is on drops. But it, you know, again, now that you kind of have this multiverse angle, um, it kind of just kind of gives the Marvel the excuse that yeah, you can bring anybody back, whether they were on the Fox. Um, from the Fox scales or from, say, like, from the Fantastic Four movies or from the X-Men, uh, the X-Men franchise, you know, you can start, like, they can almost start to pick and choose what actors they want to come into the MCU naturally. And I figured yeah. that same way with now with Netflix shows, they're doing that same way where they can kind of quietly pick and choose what actors that they want from the Netflix shows to quietly be integrated into the MCU. And I think that was a whole game. As long as they can kind of get that library back under their shelves, they can start doing that right now. So I think that's the whole game plan on that. Um, I want to ask you a question now that now uh, out of all the shows, like what, uh, what, did, did you watch all of the Netflix Marvel shows or were you just particular in a couple of ones? Yeah, I was, I was really bad with them. Um, <laughs> I watched the entire first season of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And then I started to watch the first season of Jessica Jones. And that's kind of where I got with those. Okay. Um, just recently now after what, because I, I started to realize, oh wait, the, 
they may not be connected and then just life got so crazy and I just I never got around to them. I'll just mm-hmm. get to them and get out of the point. They're uh, gonna be there, they're gonna be there and they're not going anywhere, but you know, you know how yeah. it goes. Mm-hmm. Um so I I when I watched No Way Home and there's Charlie Cox being a really good lawyer. <laughs> and then also seeing Hawkeye and seeing Kingpin being his big bad Kingpin self. All right, maybe I I should go back to these things. So I started, uh, continued watching season two of Daredevil, really starting to get into it. And then I see the little banner pop up. You have till February 28th to enjoy this on Netflix. And I go, oh, great. Now what? What's going to happen to these? All right. Well, hopefully they're going to show up on on, one of the, uh, on Hulu or something. So I can, I can continue watching at that point. And now I'm getting the shock that, oh, you're, I guess I'm going to be able to continue watching. Thank goodness I don't have to wait that long because it's only the 18th. Only a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, so really that's not a big deal because that's the other fear. It's like, okay, they're going to come over. When are they going to release these? Because they could, what's, and also is there a moratorium? You know, okay, Disney, you get, you get these things, but you have to wait three years to be able to, to show them, uh, which was the case with the actors. Because yeah. the, whenever they canceled the show, Disney could pick up those actors to reprise those roles, but there was a moratorium that they had to wait X number of years. Yeah, because of the contracts, they had to wait right. for the contracts to expire. Yeah. Um. So, and that's why we get Charlie Cox and and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio to to reprise their roles because they are now allowed on. Um, Jessica Jones will be coming up shortly. As well. same with everybody else. Everyone's going to come in time because everyone got released, not at once. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. That was right. Yeah. I think actually um, Jessica Jones was the last one to get. It was Jessica Jones. No, it was Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Uh, the last, uh, the last one was the Punisher. The Punisher was the last, I believe, the last one left that needed to be released. Um, everybody else finally got released back into the fold. Um, yeah, I believe all their contracts had passed by. I think it was 2021, 2020. Uh, 2021 was probably when all the contracts, all everybody, well, all the contracts from Netflix finally was released and that's why they were able to kind of make this move now um you know so with that honestly being said uh would this i i guess with now these shows would this actually entice you to now watch all these series uh maybe you get an opportunity to see all these series now because to me i, I feel like it's now it's kind of giving me a second life to kind of watch all these all these shows and i also feel like maybe this is also another test in bed to see how popular these shows are because maybe if more people watch the netflix series again maybe this opens up another avenue to give to to reboot the series or to give maybe uh more seasons for these shows that were just canceled prematurely on netflix do you feel like that's a possibility? Yes. And beyond from what you're saying. And the reason why I say it's beyond that is because, uh, and I mentioned before, these were produced by Marvel Television. Under Jeff Lobby, I don't know. Yep. Which 
doesn't exist anymore. Which is kind of why these shows also were going away. Uh, now that it's being pulled into Marvel Studios, now they have the better chance to incorporate this into the grandiose picture of everything and make this part of of uh, the canon. Like you said, with the multiverse of madness, they have many different tricks. And Kevin Feige, the genius that he is, is sitting in his... Uh, it gives him such a way out right now. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> really yeah, he's does. like, timing can't be better. Yeah. Uh, everything's good. Let's, you know, bring these in. Because I, I honestly think that these were shows that they wanted to do more with. And then as things became more convoluted with, okay, this is Netflix, this isn't our own thing, we want to keep everything in-house now, so we're creating our own streaming service, we don't want to give to the competitor, and this is the television and not the uh, movie arm of things doing stuff, and they are taking their time to be able to produce anything, and we have timelines and deadlines to meet. And we tried it with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., didn't work out, so that's why that it's its own thing. Which is part of the reason why I lost interest in Agents of Seals. I, I enjoyed it, and then it's just like, but it's not. It's not. It was never it's connected. Not connected to, it was and, not connected to the MCU, even though they tried so hard. But like you said, there was so much fight. There was so much infighting between the both divisions right now, which is weird because you think Disney, since Disney would own everything, that really should never have been the problem. But. I guess we understand that it's, it, it's a lot more complicated than <laughs> uh, than than we're than we're expected to be. Yeah, absolutely. More than our feeble minds could fully understand and appreciate. Um, because how the how TVs traditionally run and shoot their shows, yeah, um, is very different than how movies are are produced and shot. The stuff for streaming services are actually more in line with how a movie is run than a tv show yeah so this actually will work out naturally better for them um so that being said yeah actually i I got more excited from whenever i started seeing these characters pop back up so i was going back to start watching again i i really was enjoying them when i first started watching them and i'm i'm kind of upset now that i haven't gone i didn't go back sooner and watch them because i'm really enjoying the second season of daredevil mm-hmm. and uh I, I, season I, was great yeah i i uh the punisher thing is now kind of in cruise control off going to one thing uh electra was just introduced uh so that's seeing how that plays out so i in charlie cox is he's just amazing He's just—he's just absolutely fantastic in that yeah, character. He, he's a cool Daredevil. I'm, not, I'm really happy that that character is back. And yeah. also, and and this is why I also bring that up too, because another show that's also in the plan, Echo, Marvel Studios. Uh, you know, whatever happened in the events of Hawkeye. Um, if anybody, if fans of the comics know, was Echo that Charlie that becomes. Um, Echo becomes a love interest for Daredevil. So one of the ideas of how you maybe integrate that character, bring in his character, is there is there a possibility that we could see Daredevil make his way into the Echo television series? Because with her stepdaughter connection with the Kingpin, playing with you know, with Vincent Del Frio. I mean, that's why there's like so many 
things that you can sit down and do with, which also goes into another question, like what characters would you like for, what characters could you see from the MCU maybe make a grand appearance on one of these Netflix um, Marvel shows? Or, oh. any, or, or even vice versa, because we've already seen that or right now with, with Matt Murdock and, 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 and Kingpin. Um, huh. I could tell. I mean, it, it, Murdoch, you know, Daredevil's the obvious one. Um, yeah. another one I think actually would be the Punisher, would probably you be able to swing him into certain things, which doing my research for Moon Knight, yeah, that they're they they often work together, so that's um, it's a possibility. There's there's that possibility that I don't think anyone is considering or or talked about how you know the Punisher could show up in Moon Knight, and I think that would be some again something to blow everyone's mind. Having uh, I forgot the actor's name, the guy from The Walking Dead. Uh, uh but, John Bartholomew, John Bartholomew, or something. Like that. I think I know I know you're talking about. Yeah, um, but have him come up. Uh, in uh, in Moon Knight, I think it would be spectacular. Uh, yeah, John, John Bresnell. Yeah, John Bresnell. Something. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Yes. Um, he would be he would be great, and uh, another one would be Luke Cage. Um, I think he would just naturally just meld right in. Yeah. Uh, not to say that. Jessica Jones wouldn't Iron Fist. I know it's everyone. There's like a love hate relationship everyone has with Iron Fist. Mostly hate. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> they hate. love to hate him. Not, not, not. Well, I wouldn't say just just Danny Rand in general. The other other characters, everybody's kind of cool with. Like Jessica, with Jessica Henswick's character. Um, um, her along with uh, I, I forgot. Um, I forgot her character, Jessica Hayden's character in uh, Iron Fist. She was pretty dope. Um, the White Fox, or no, 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 no. Ah, uh, there were ah. Uh, I, I see now. Now I have to find out what what that character is. Um, Colleen Wing. Yeah, when Jessica Hayden yeah. played Colleen Wing in that, that that was a. She was honestly she was she was fan. The fan's favorite character. See, that's one of the things I'm actually kind of, even though I'm not a big fan of, I I I I I begrudgingly both watched both Iron Fist seasons, um, just because, like I said, I was because I was watching everything with like 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 you with Marvel. Um, I was okay how season two ended. I am kind of excited. I'm like I said, I think one of the things that I'm slightly hoping for is that they would. Um, maybe explore bringing Iron Fist back in some way, only because of Jessica Henswick's character. Uh, basically, got the Iron Fist at the end of season two. I mean, sorry, spoiler, whatever. I mean, it's probably at this point, and <laughs> the show's been around. Like so me, I, it's your own fault. It's your own fault. But like, a part of me would be kind of excited to see um, how that would play. Was uh, I know that I think I know that there are talks about doing um 
was it supposed to be a a Disney Plus show in the works involving uh uh uh, uh wow what's uh, uh Shang Chi in some form of, was it supposed to be like a Shang Chi like television in the works for Disney Plus or maybe I'm wrong on that I know they're working on the sequel I know they're going to be they're working like, on the sequel I don't I thought there was a show I thought there was a show in the works involving the Shang Chi. I don't believe I might at least be of the main characters. I don't believe so. Okay, I, I could I could be wrong, but I you know I was a part a part of me would have loved to see how the how Iron Fist would maybe work with Shang Chi because in, in terms of how that plays with the lot. You just want to see a really cool martial arts. Well, yeah, of, of course, like, of course, who does it? Everybody wants to see. Uh, definitely want. I, I don't. I want to see uh, Danny Rand get his ass beat by Shang Chi. That's such a person me. But I think it would be really cool because you know, uh, definitely how with uh, with with Kung Lan and how the mystic worlds of Shang Chi and how those worlds could play off of each other i would like to see more of that mystical side if they were able to sit down and touch on that you know and i just like to see colleen wing's character back i think she was totally dope along with um and i'm also was a big fan of iron fist too um uh, not iron fist um luke cage i thought luke cage who they got uh, michael Cotter who played luke cage oh he's fantastic he was, uh, i didn't watch the luke cage series but it, they introduced him in jessica jones yes so um he was just Perfect. Uh, it stole the can't stole the show. Uh, oh, he, he just has this pre- online pr- um, camera presence. Yes. That he you just you fall in love with his his acting his style his character you just can't help but watch him. Yeah. Um. First season Jessica Jones it, it has one of my favorite actors and David Tennant um, playing the the villain character in it so that that's what got me interested in. And watching that, he used the purple man. Yeah. Um, so I'll get around to finishing that at some point. I don't even remember where it was. I may have to start that season all over again. Um, but yeah, it, there's so much. But it, it, so I guess to steal a quote from the Muppet Show regarding uh, regarding Iron Fist, it's we love your show, we hate your show, we love to hate your show. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, well, Statler and Waldorf, uh give credit to them. But, uh, yeah, so it, it begs one other question, too, uh, mm-hmm. this whole thing. And I think this is the bigger question that not as many people have asked yet, but it did pop up in my mind. So with bringing this type of show or the, this um, style of show, for lack of better terms, to Disney Plus. So you're 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 expanding the barriers of what is allowed on Disney Plus now. What does that mean for the future of Hulu? You know, I don't think it really changes a lot on Hulu because again, Hulu Hulu's a little bit different in terms of um, well, I mean, Hulu holds a lot of other shows too because isn't Hulu a? I know that Disney probably owns a bigger percentage of it because they own Hulu, but they also have other shows on there that are not eighty-five, ninety percent ownership. Yeah, ownership of Hulu, but again, there are other shows from other companies on Hulu, so I mean, Hulu's going to have its 
Hulu's going to have its um, its place. I mean, again, you have all the Fox I you, you have the IP all the Fox IP properties are in that. Almost everything else that Disney has owned up to this point is going to make their way on Hulu. So you you do have a fair yeah. amount. But I, from my understanding, like Golden Girls is on Hulu right now, but yeah, it will eventually be now coming over to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I can naturally see Mash coming over to Disney Plus. So you think? Oh, so. So you do you think that Hulu could slowly be um, assimilated into Disney Plus? Yes, is that what you're thinking? Is, is that I'm, where you're heading? Would on a business aspect, wouldn't that make sense? We know that they're test they tested live streaming on Disney Plus as well. The Oscar nominations were secretly streamed live on Disney Plus. Really. I could see that, and you know what? It's not the first time that you brought this up because I know a lot of shareholders that are involved have been making that pitch to just start basically including everything under one. So instead of having everything split into these three packages, just simply start putting everything under one banner, which at the end may end up being the Disney Plus banner and overall. So probably, you know, it, it may not happen now, but I wouldn't be shocked within the next couple of years that every that both ESPN Plus and Hulu have been dissolved into Disney Plus. So everything is just simply on Disney Plus and you end up paying one one full price on everything moving forward. It it wouldn't shock me to be honest at the least if that's if that is the game plan and maybe having these adult shows finally on that it's probably the beginning testing ground for breaking down those borders right it's, are, it's are we already, already seeing the ball rolling because yeah i mean follow my, my logic here um also the 30 for 30 library has been brought over to disney plus or at yes. least a chunk of it so it's basically kind of what we're talking about it, it, right. it sounds like that's what's going to happen in the next couple of years those ESPN and Hulu are just going to eventually become all. It's going to be Disney Plus moving forward in the next couple, in in the next two years, probably. Right. I can see that happen in the next few years. Because I and I didn't think of this when I brought it up the other day. The the Book of uh, Manning is now on Disney Plus. So is the Last Dance series. Uh, yeah. So you you have a number of things like that already now from ESPN being brought over to Disney Plus. On a biz, again on a business aspect. Um, if you follow the logic, you want to boost the the the, the big weenie at the moment. The, the the hot topic is Disney Plus. Everyone, you know, what are the numbers for Disney Plus? Disney Plus is the the Netflix biggest competition. Not Hulu, not ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus probably easily mm-hmm. see it's the, the biggest out of the three. Yes, yeah, the weakest banner under the, out of them, and. and not to knock it because I, I really enjoy some of the content on there. I don't think the app is built that great um, as far as user friendliness and nav- uh, to navigate things. Um, that aside, you know, it, it is the most narrow niche uh, banner. So that would be easy to integrate. You bring over the viewers from that. And then why split your viewership if you're trying to grow the Disney Plus yeah. numbers? Why give? Why compete with yourself? Exactly. Also, 
like going back to what you said, I assume a lot of these content that would have been Hulu here is probably already integrated in Disney Europe and Disney France and probably those other things. I I, yeah. I assume. Yeah, because Hulu's not in like say per like se, said, Hulu, India. India's got Hulu, the most Hulu. I think because... it, I think it goes by they don't go by Disney Plus. It goes by Stars, I believe. I think it goes by a completely different name. No, but it's, it's still there's, there's Disney is it Plus. Disney Plus? I there's think Disney called... Plus, and then there's Hot Star. Okay, that's what I meant. Hot Star, yes. Yeah, and they've integrated, um, best of my knowledge, to to some sort of extent. They have integrated those two to an extent. Um, or Hotstar is a portal through Disney Plus. Um, so they're probably looking to do some sort that in some sort of aspect because the the one thing that is distinguishing Hulu at the moment from it's it, from particularly Disney Plus is the ability to, if you have the right package, live stream television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when Disney fully acquires, which is what they're working on, fully acquires Hulu from, um, I think, was it uh, Comcast, I believe, is the last holder. So it's, it's what, 90 Disney, 10% uh, Comcast, uh, Universal Comcast. So whenever they, they buy the, the rest of the shares out and become the... the full shareholder instead of the majority shareholder, do they still maintain that capability and then maintain that licensing to be able to to live stream these other networks through the Hulu app? I don't know what the market share is for that. And that's going to be the final deciding factor on that. Because mm-hmm. if it's not that if it not that many people take advantage of it, even though they keep advertising, oh, Hulu's got live sports. You know, you got Saquon Barkley and you got uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield and all those people. You know, who's got live sports and who's got this and who's got that? If that's not really working, it's not that important because not that many people are are utilizing it. Then again, from on the business end, which is very cold, you know if. 20% of the people are watching it and 80% of people aren't using it, then why are we paying that much money? Because financially, it's not sound. No, I agree. So that's... No, I agree. Uh, we I, cut I think, that. Yeah. Swallow the whole thing under Disney+. Plus. We go from a, you know 130 million subscribers in the U.S. in January. We can now bump that oh, close to the 200. It's basically taken whether, like you said, it's not splitting the demographic. It's just just kind of bringing them all together under one hub. Right. And yeah, no, I I totally could see that. Like you said, if they if if they've already started to ex, uh, experiment with showing the Emmys and the Oscars, and I also maybe I assume they're also going to probably show the Oscars on 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 Disney Plus in some point. They or maybe, haven't announced that. Okay. But that's on Hulu right now, though. But it, but but if you feel like if they already done the Emmys, or even a testing ground, well, that they, would they, be the well, next they step. Show, yeah, well, the Emmys is the Oscar. Um, the uh, Emmys for television. They, yeah. they they did the the announcements of who uh, who the runners up or who are the uh, uh, the, oh. the 
the announcements for okay, uh, you know the uh, the nominations are for this. So they, they listed the nominations. They didn't, you know, the the actual um, award show is is coming up, and that's another uh, thing to take into consideration is that the numbers for the Oscars has dipped so dramatically. Oh, yes. Are it would be an interesting experiment to throw it into something like Disney Plus and try and stream it that way to see if that boosts the numbers at all. Is that, that bring in anyone more interested? I I think there's better ways about that. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they haven't made it like um add some kind of interactive element to maybe where on, on, on like on the side panel you can give like a fans vote of what or what movie sh- you thought should have been best. I think they did that at one point. Uh, did they I do that? They, I they kind of that that that. probably thought uh, it was stupid. It probably didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're just doing the, the broadcasting rights. That, that yeah. you know, a lot of that also comes from the, yeah. um, the, the people, you know, the, from the award people themselves. But For the actors going to switching to a different oh. network, um, NBC when they they just ran the the Winter Olympics, streamed it as well simultaneously on uh, Peacock. Yeah. So and you had the ability to go back and and on demand watch a lot of this stuff too. So. I heard the Winter Olympics didn't do great this year. I I, I, I think the that weren't that great. Yeah, I I think there was a lot of factors. Um, outside factors that sure. that got brought Pushed. into that, yeah. Um, that that really affected that. But that aside, uh, my point being that um, NBC is again pushing that envelope of oh yeah of of uh, taking live streaming, starting to stream it as a premium, and also to even jump to add to your point, um, we're, they're going to start um, airing. Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. It's beginning this year, you know, beginning the beginning of the new season. So, yeah, um, they they did some of the international games that way. Yeah, and now they're they're going further that way. Um, ESPN renewed its contract for Monday night football and has an upcoming Super Bowl in the next five years or something. I forget. Also, oh, um, they're going to get the Super Bowl. I thought, wasn't that? Uh, oh, I, I, the, all the or ABC, still, one of them. Is, I thought the ro- oh, so the Necros don't rotate Super Bowls. I thought they always yeah. did. Yeah, they they, they all of the, it's a rotation. Yep. Yeah, but it's so, been so like ABC, ABC so hasn't a, had it in a while. That's right. So ABC is going to get it. Yeah, it, because uh, like the years before, it was NBC, then CBS. NBC had most of them. NBC, CBS, Fox. And then Fox, so now ABC, ABC, yeah, ABC should get it now. You're right, yeah, on the ESPN banner. You're right. And I thought I thought there was something else, football wise, that they um they were going to be able to do. Oh no, no, the Super Bowl was uh, the Super Bowl was under NBC this year. This year, right? It was it's no. It, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was on NBC this year. It's been on NBC for a couple of years now. Fox had it just recently as well. The previous year? Maybe. 
I know ABC has not hosted a Super Bowl well, in a mad long time. That right. I know. Yeah, but I know they they have one coming up that was part of the uh, renegotiations. Okay. Um, for for them to keep the uh, Monday night, uh, to keep, keep the Monday Super night Bowl. football. The the other now here's another rumor that I heard going around. Um, Directv currently owns the uh, NFL Sunday ticket rights. They don't own the NFL Sunday tickets. That's owned by the NFL. So this is a this is a media right. True. That is expiring. Gotcha. And the current interested party that I heard is ESPN to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely told you. No, I, I so, don't. I, I think I definitely see where we're going from that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I guess. Uh, Sorry for the, that being said, going off off track. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. My, my point being, bring this is all back, is that Disney, I think, wants to grow the Disney Plus banner beyond anything else. ESPN Plus is, you know, it, it's little thing and niche thing in the corner. With all this other stuff coming in, uh, gig contracts for sports programming, for Sport, mm-hmm. Special sports events for uh, live TV events. You know, terrestrial TV is not what it used to be anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's doing the streaming stuff. Disney wants to be. They don't want to be a contender. They want to be the king. And the market, uh, this people on uh, Wall Street can see that happening. They are predicting that's going to happen. Oh, that yeah. Netflix is going to bow eventually to Disney Plus, if not Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, one or HBO Max. But the one that they mostly are talking about is Disney Plus. And how are you going to do that if you have three separate banners? Bring that all together. That brings in artificially, but it brings in everybody all your numbers into one area, and gives you more um, more content to sell. You could then um, bump up instead of $13.99 as a triple package, $13.99 for Disney Plus, which has all this wonderful stuff under it. We shall see. Um, I, I just, I don't think it's, I don't think we're talking, you know, years. We may be talking a year, maybe two, where we see a lot of the, lot of this shift possibly happening. I could yeah. be completely wrong, too. I, I don't have any, this is all speculation. Um, I don't have inside information. It's a multiverse of madness. And speaking of multiverses of madness, um, I guess we should talk about the trailer a little bit since we said we're talking about the trailer. Yeah, let's definitely talk about the trailer for a little bit. Oh my God, yeah. Multi, <laughs> multiverse of madness. It's, uh, oh yeah. Uh, it, no, I mean, it, it's incredible. I mean, so anybody that had come back had the opportunity to see uh, No Way Home um, and stay for its credits. We're, um, um, we're surprised with finally a great look of the brand new tr- uh, movie movie that's supposed to be dropping later in May uh, with, Benedict Cumber- uh, with Benedict Cumberbatch and clearly Elizabeth Olsen both of them reprising their names as Doctor Strange and uh, was the Scarlet Witch, which basically showed a lot of crazy multiverse, multiple versions of Doctor Strange 
And, but I think the most biggest thing about that trailer that everybody's been talking about it in the internet was a little scene with a group of people basically known as, in, 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 in a lot of cultures, uh, a lot of circles in the comic book, known as the Illuminati, or their take, or the multiversion take of that. And um, people who've had the ability to capture the voice of none other than the nice shiny ball head that is Patrick Stewart, that everybody who has remembered that, like we mentioned earlier, had played Professor Xavier in the previous X-Men and Logan film. So, uh, you know, other than that, with that being introduced, man, what was your thought about the trailer and about the ideas that they're going to be presented in it? Well, if you could design a trailer to make you excited about something and want to go see it, this is one of those trailers. I, I... it was always a movie that I was intrigued about. I definitely wanted to see. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Particularly like him as Doctor Strange. I think he's a natural fit. Again, credit to Marvel Studios and their casting. Um, he does that role so well. Yeah. And this just this just is like really one of those just mind free type of things that just, you know, mm-hmm. There's so much being thrown at you, and you know what you're seeing is just glimpses at mm-hmm. the, the whole picture. Yeah, we had another, we had a, I think, a glimpse of this type of um, cinematography, cinematography back in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Whenever we had the uh, the scene with Mysterio in the warehouse, and he he was messing with Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get a little more of that in Spider-Man No Way, uh, New Way Home. Whenever he's battling Strange, and you're you're kind of going in between there, in some of the the uh, universes and stuff. And then you have the um, some of the stuff with the multi. You mm-hmm. have the multiverse open, but you really didn't go into it. No. Uh, now you're getting more of a you know ramification from it. You bring in the what if you have the zombie. Uh, the zombie end. You have the dark sorcerer supreme, uh, strange. You have another version of it, which I, I forget what he's called. And then you have the regular strange. So you have three or four different uh, Doctor Strange going on. You have a couple of different Scar witches going on. Mm-hmm. Um, not to forget Miss America, America Chavez, uh, character, because which is most very important in terms yeah. of the plot. Yeah, they, they show her, but you don't talk about her. Um, she's kind of like Bruno at the moment. We don't talk about Miss Amer- uh, America Chavez, but reading the profile of this character, she has bulletproof skin. Um, she has the ability to punch or kick holes through dimensional gateways, allowing mm-hmm. her to travel easily through realities. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello? <laughs> yes. And and this is something I have in this um, uh, character guide, which I thought was interesting when I was reading up on this before. Um, she's raised in a utopian reality. Um, she left her home to become a superhero, traveling across the dimensions to help others. She came to Earth after meeting a young Loki and not trusting the Norse god of mischief, kept a protective eye on Loki's teammates, 
in the Young Avengers. Uh, super strong with the ability of amazing powers. Miss America is a superhero with the with attitude, loyal to her friends. Yeah. And uh, trouble for supervillains across multiverses. Yeah, so, I think it's some character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, it. We know that we haven't been told anything about this movie, other than you know Strange is battling the multiverse. We know Mordo shows up. We know, quote unquote, that uh, Professor Xavier shows up. But the Illuminati is made up of more than just him. There are you can see that there's several characters. We you know we can't be amiss that the robots that are escorting Doctor Strange to the tribunal of the Illuminati are Ultrons. Yes. There is the mysterious uh, sparkly character, uh, for lack of better terms, glowing character that Scarlet Witch is facing. Is that Superior Iron Man? Is that uh, Captain Marvel? Is that someone else? Yeah. There's a lot that's being played around with that, too, yeah. man. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's, oh. it's such quick yeah. flashes. It's so um, fast-paced. and you, you really can't focus in. Uh, the, the giant eyeball with tentacles makes an appearance that was in uh, What If. Yeah. That's in this. Uh, you you have a lot of a lot of goodness. Um, it's a lot of potential. It's gonna be good. Yeah, no, it's, it's the, gonna be insane. Now, let's see, let me let me ask you this: There's a scene where you have Strange, uh, Chavez, and I think Scarlet Witch opening a door, kind of a, a bulkhead type of door. And there's a brick wall, and then they kind of in this, you know, floating area. To me, that looked a lot like something that we saw in Loki towards the end there, whatever they were going at, seeing in the uh, the multiverse area. Mm. I could be completely wrong again on this, but that's that was my take on it. And the, the brief seconds that uh, you you see that, mm. and because it just it reminded me of a lot of. There, there was a scene similar to that where Loki was going, uh, where he was heading into that castle area, and there, mm-hmm. you know, you saw the timelines and everything going around, and you, you saw something similar to that. Um, would either of us be surprised if Loki shows up in this? I, you know, I, I don't think that Loki's going to make an appearance on this series. Honestly, and 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 would and to go back to what you say, the woman that was right next to him was not the Scarlet Witch. It's actual Rachel Adams' character, Christine Pye, right next to him, uh, next to this character going through that door. But um, no, I don't think that I don't think Loki's going to make an appearance though. But but here's one character that has been teased in IDMB that could make an appearance, and that he's hasn't made an appearance. But it's a certain actor that's worked with Sam Raimi in the past that's done a lot of horror movies. And if you paid attention, if you go on Google or IDMB, there's a character that doesn't have an act that does has not introduced a character yet. Bruce Campbell somehow is gonna make an appearance in this film. Matt. 
Okay, so I don't have him listed on IMDb. No, but they have him. He's not IMDb, but I, there's a cast. If you go on a Google cast, it's everybody that has own ends. Just Bruce Campbell. Okay. Bruce Campbell. And Sam Raimi has worked a lot with Bruce Campbell. Now, and it's and a particular, see, there's a particular character that Bruce Campbell is known for <laughs> that couldn't make an appearance in the multiverse of madness in some strange way, if you know what I mean. And 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 basically, what I'm getting at is there a possibility that Ash from the Evil Dead could somehow make an appearance in the multiverse <laughs> of madness? Uh yeah. Think about it because remember in in the Marvel lore and Marvel Zombies, Ash is in Marvel Zombies fighting against the against the zombies of the Marvel universe. In, in the comic book lore, Ash does fight against the against the okay. zombies. So I'm just saying, and again, again, Sam Raimi's directing the film and he's best friends with Bruce Campbell. So there is a weird possibility that they could totally show up in that. Um, I also to go back into other forms that that big eyeball character I'm actually looking for is Somagorath, which okay. is basic, which is basically the um, for for people out there think of it as the Cthulhu of the Marvel universe in terms of crazy monsters that just is completely. Godlike, it's a almost godlike eating monster, pretty much in the Marvel, uh, in the Marvel's course of things. Um, yeah, there's a lot that needs to be played around with. Um, another thing, going back to the Illuminati um, aspect of it, because if everybody kind of knows what's the Illuminati, that's made in the comic books. That's made out of Doctor Strange, Professor Xavier, Mister Fantastic, Tony Stark. Uh, Namor, Black Panther, and Black Bolt. That that generally, and basically, the whole point of it is there are a bunch of they're the smartest people in the Marvel universe. But you know, in terms of smart smart people, they think they know everything, so they try to prevent everything, thus making things even worse. That's basically the whole point of the Illuminati. Um, well, case and, and they they played a part in Civil War, but they uh, obviously was never brought into no, the MCU version. Yeah, which. Honestly, starts the beginning of actually one of my favorite um, comic book runs, which led into um, World War Hulk, which has also been from the rumblings been teased about that. You know, they, they, they could probably even bring that into the fall in some point of time. We don't know about that yet. But with this integration, it's clearly going to be an MCU. This is going to take the multi. It, it, it looks like they're taking the multiverse approach of assembling the Illuminati, which also comes into other weird plays. Is there a possibility? Could they bring in different versions? Could they bring in a different version of Tony Stark? Could they bring in a different version? Could this be their way of integrating the Fantastic Four without really needing to do an entire movie series the same way they did? bringing Spider-Man in into Civil War. Um, could they introduce other characters like a T'Challa if that's if they want to go that route? Because, you know, as we know right now, um, like you said, Loki for a great example, we've seen different actors and players play the Loki character, you know. 
So basically, with the MCU, it kind of gives them free range of even bring, like I said, bringing old actors in, or another way of prana quote unquote replacing certain actors into the fold. Um, let me let me expand on that. Yeah, there, there's a heavy rumor heavy talk that they they have their Mister Fantastic. Oh, really? You think so? They they okay. The from my yeah again this is all speculation on most people but most people are pointing to John Krasinski being gonna be the next Mister Fantastic. That was the biggest rumor, right? Yeah, uh, that's Just, been going. Yeah, but to follow that rumor up, the other rumor of was, like you were saying, multiverse approach of the Illuminati of being well, Mister Cruz. Making an appearance, uh, supposedly leaked photos of him. Of Tony Stark. Yeah, on set as Tony Stark. So that that may not be that crazy of an idea. No. And you also have to remember, wasn't wasn't Tom Cruise approached to play Iron Man to begin with? Yes. So yeah. So I feel like. Again, I feel like the MCU, this multiverse, has kind of now, like I said, going back to what we talked about earlier in the earlier episode, how the MCU has basically now made a quote unquote, um, almost a door, yeah, of like, hey, we can get any actor, hey, any actor that we wanted to play this actor, we can kind of now bring in now, like you know, they can now fit into that role because it's the multiverse version of it. Now. Well, it, but in some ways, I felt that's what the Eternals was. It's like, oh, look, look who we can get. We can get some of these big A-list people now to to play these characters. Yeah, um, comfortably now. Yeah, and and, and shoehorn them in some weird dramatic way now. Um, but yeah, uh, it, there's it. It does leave a lot. Uh, it does leave a lot to be excited about when when this drops in May, man. Because yeah, I'm very curious to see all, how this is all going to play out moving forward. You know, very excited about. So yeah, it's it, like I said, there there's a lot of uh, a lot of possibilities of different things. I was just looking at Trudinsky's, uh latest. What he's been, what has he been up to? And um, Free Guy and Jack Ryan have been the last things. I think has been slating at the moment. So, um, I, I, I'm not saying it's definitely gonna happen, but at the same time, I, I can fully see this being a a very viable possibility. And why wouldn't they? It, it, particularly, there's there's rumors of the massive extent of people who will make cameos in one form or fashion or another in this movie, whether be it for seconds, minutes, be it interacting character, uh, show up multiple times, show up and get killed. I mean, there, there's a lot of so much possibility with this movie. And I think what we saw in No Way Home, and and to some other extent, uh, Spider Verse. Yeah, he's just going to be the tip of the iceberg of what they're going to try and present in this movie. And I I honestly think they will pull it off. I agree. I agree. This is uh, 
Yeah, it feels like everybody's on some balls for a trade. <laughs> oh, man. If this is something that they talked years ago about, that, that this know. was the direction that they were going about. I know. And DC was actually supposed to get here before Marvel. Yeah. The, that, they were going to do that with the, the Flash movie. So. It was just their game plan, yeah. And uh, but this this is this is a Disney podcast, or right? let's talk about that company and the moment. Yeah, that was, um, I, but, I, I yeah. would try to give them credit. I would yeah. try to give them credit that, that this was something that they were they were actually pushing for uh, ahead of time. Yeah, no. Or we're going to accomplish ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, Again, it it just feels like um, like don't get me right. I'm I'm, I'm excited. The part of me does feel like this is a bit of a scapegoat of like, hey, this is a way to certain characters that have already died. It also kind of makes again, it, it kind of like nobody dies in superhero films right now, and it, now you're, you're you're starting to see that philosophy from comic books now starting to translate its way. I was going to say, Isaac, how long have you been reading Marvel comic books? Now. You know that it's that's it's what I'm not saying. Limited to yeah, but but it's in comic books, not in movies. Now that's now that's off brand. Now with this whole and now with this whole multiverse, that's starting to make its way into into the multiverse now. So, ah, what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? But it, it's, it's gonna be exciting. I'm, I'm it's not, gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I it, you know, it, it's not gonna have the the draw because it doesn't have Tom Holland in it, but. I, I can see this putting up some big numbers, and um, I, I think it's going to be the movie that we need to continue ushering people back into theaters. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And uh, definitely. Yeah. I, I I look forward to reviewing reviewing it with you. But after, of course, we we review and go over uh, Moon Knight when that drops later this month. I'm very excited to see what they have in store for Moon Knight. I'm really pumped for that. Particularly now, just thinking about it, we're getting the grittier stuff of the the Netflix series is now being brought to. Does that is that a precursor to? Are we can we expect a little more edge out of Moon Knight? You know it's. I guess we're going to see right now because Moon Knight is a very different kind of superhero that hasn't been done in 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 the Marvelverse. And like you said, like you really do need to bring a a different darkness, a different edge to Moon Knight that you really don't bring into other superheroes. Um, you know, it in all is fairness, be, is it, wouldn't yeah. he be better labeled as an antihero? Yeah, I think his answer here, he's he, he's kind of in that, um, again, he, he's really under the banner of Marvel Knights, along with, with Daredevil and, and the Punisher and, and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and all those other characters, too. Um, you know, to, but to tie back into that, also, if those Netflix shows do well, think about those, if, if those Netflix shows do very well and get Hopefully the, the the rejuvenated burst that I hope it gets, and they get seasons. We're gonna get those shows under. We're gonna get those seasons, but with Disney money attached to it, and we're gonna get a better quality of those shows. That is gonna be pretty dope. Yeah. Moving forward, yeah. So, just saying. So yeah, everybody, you know. 
Everybody's big, man. This is a, like I said. I'm I'm actually quite excited that I'm uh, you know I'm, I definitely want to go back and watch those those Netflix shows, man. Uh, in, in hopes of that, I think it's gonna be really good. Same here, same here. Well, as always, uh, Marvel's going to give us a lot more to talk As if Disney alone wasn't giving us a lot to talk about, Marvel's giving us more to talk about. And, uh, yeah, just keep coming back and hearing what we have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yep, Isaac, thank you so much for coming on and uh, enjoyed the banter. Um, and, well, yeah, the, we... Uh, I'm so excited for all this. It's uh, um, going to be busy a couple out. of months. Yeah, it, it's going to be exciting. A lot of good stuff to watch. And uh, I, I think as life is moving forward, uh, so will this, this. This gives us good things to discuss and talk about in the world versus other things. So thank you again, sir. Thank you so much. No, and, no. Uh, we will be talking soon. Thank you for having me, Matt. Always a pleasure. Thank you again to Isaac for joining us this week on this discussion. Are you looking forward to watching the Marvel television series on Disney Plus. What are your thoughts on bringing the expanded ratings or expanded uh, parental guidances to Disney Plus? Let us know. Join the conversation on Facebook. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Instagram, we're at Disney Marvel's podcast. TikTok at Disney Marvel's podcast and on the Twitter at Disney Marvels. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can catch the audio feeds of the each episode there as well as some new stuff that will be coming shortly. You can leave a voice message through the Anchor app and or anchor.fm website or record a message electronically on your smart device, tablet, computer, whatever you have and email it along with any questions or suggestions or one or the other doesn't have to be all three to disneymarvels at gmail.com don't forget to check out the disney the latest disney marvels blog over at disneymarvels.blogspot.com links to all these are in the show notes i want to thank you guys for your time know how little time everyone has nowadays but the fact that you get to spend some time with us, some of that time with us, or we get to spend some of this time with you, means a lot to us. And we truly appreciate it each week that you guys come back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as I always ask, please leave a review. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast listening program you're using. If it allows ratings, give us a rating on there because it helps people find the show and helps the show grow that way and it's a good way of feedback we we do look at the reviews and we do appreciate them we have all five star reviews on apple Podcasts right now truly i i I am outstanding you know dumbfounded that um you guys really appreciated us that much thank you 
so much from the bottom of my heart. I, I truly mean it. Um, Isaac, Matt, all of us, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, keep it coming. And if you don't want to do that, just tell people. Shout it out, share links on social networks, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Snapchat, whatever whatever social media pro platform you use, share out a link. Let other people know you're listening to the Disney Marvels podcast. And this just helps grow the family. Walt believed in a big Disney family, and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when new episodes are posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show out. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash slash support. Or find our Patreon page. You can also check out our merchandise shop. Get yourself some cool Disney Marvel stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, hoodies, t-shirts. You name They got a bunch of stuff over there. Um, check it out. There's a, there's a whole bunch of things you can get. Links to all these are in the show notes. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there right now, whatever troubles, whatever is weighing you down, you are not alone. You may feel alone. And you may feel like the world is against you, that there's no one who cares about you. Sometimes it takes a stranger to realize how much people do care about you. Don't be afraid to ask for help. People out there who you may not even know do want to help you. Never give up, never give in. Be your own hero. Let your light shine for all the world to see because it is beautiful just like you. Now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Childishness, I think, is the equivalent of never losing your sense of humor. I mean, there's a certain something that you retain. It's the equivalent of not getting so stuffy that you can't laugh at others. Again, that's Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone, and I'll see you next time.